0: Hi, I'm Kimberly, and I'm an
1: addict,
0: and I truly want to thank God in my understanding for waking me up and allowing me another day clean, and for helping me find my way to Narcotics Anonymous, because it's truly a blessing. Um, I need to share off the top. Like, I came up to this convention tonight to, like, support somebody in my network, my spiritual sister, and when I got here, I got asked to share, you know, but it's all good. I just need to share that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when they told me the topic, uh, move by the miracle, you know, like, That's a great topic, you know what I mean? I can truly identify. Like, I need to say, like, you know what? um, When I got to Narcotics Anonymous, like, I was beat down. I was spiritually bankrupt, you know what I mean? Um, I I couldn't cope and deal, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, I was scared, you know what I mean, bottom line. And, like, you know, my story is one that, like, you know, I used so hard, you know, because I was trying to control, like, the way that I felt Or, or, like, I didn't like the, uh the circumstances of the world, of my world, you know what I'm saying, my, my uh, perceptions were blurred, you know what I mean, so like, you know, I use drugs in the effort to like change that within my own mind, you understand what I'm saying, and like, you know, where that led me was to like a real dark place, you know what I mean, like where I thought I was in control by using drugs, I was really out of control you understand what I'm saying I don't know if anybody can identify with that you know and like I need to keep it green you know what I mean because I never want to return to where I come from you know so when I got to Narcotics Anonymous you know they told me I needed to change everything I thought I knew about living and I was like what are you talking about you know what I mean I got this but like my reality was like my life was totally out of control you know what I'm saying I could not manage my feelings I was not responsible you know and I was a mess you know what I mean? And I needed, I needed some help. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know what, I came up in here with some pride and ego. And you know, like, the core of our disease is total self-centeredness. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, I was running on some Im- image time. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, you know what, I'll come in here and I'll tell y'all, yeah, I'm an addict. But like, I ain't gonna tell y'all nothing about my relationships. You understand what I'm saying? And please don't tell me, you know, uh, how, to, how to handle being a mother. You understand what I'm saying? But all the evidence was, you know, to the contrary, that, like, you know what, I was in abusive relationships. You know what I'm saying? I had got to a point in my addiction when my daughter told me, Mommy, I love you, but I don't want to be with you no more. Like, getting honest. You understand what I'm saying? That's what y'all taught me when I arrived at Narcotics Anonymous. You know, like, it had come to a point in my life where my family and my friends no longer could stand me. You understand what I'm saying? And, like, the disease of addiction, I don't know about how your disease talks to you, but it talks to me and say, you know what? Oh, they hate me. You know, oh, they don't understand. You know what I mean? Why, Why can't they understand where I'm coming from? You understand what I'm saying? And, like, you know, like, I couldn't see. You know what I'm saying? It was blurred. Everything in my life was blurred, and I was spiritually bankrupt. You know, I was incapable of feeling, of seeing that I was harming others, that I was harming myself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I hurt myself. I hurt Kimberly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that self-loathing. You know what I mean? Like, not caring. You know what I mean? And like, you know, like, some things add to that, not just the drugs, like the abusive relationships, but like one-night active addiction, like I was hanging out with this brother, right? And I knew this brother, you know, and I was going through some things at my home, you know what I mean, in an active household. You understand what I'm saying? And, like, you know, um, some things transpired, and I turned to this guy, and I thought he was my friend, you know what I'm saying? And 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 that night turned real ugly, you know what I mean? He ended up beating me real bad, and he raped me real bad, and, and, and I ended up in the hospital, and, and, like, I had to have plastic surgery, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, real bad, you know what I'm saying? And what I'm getting to is being moved by the miracle. You know, and after this, brother, after this transpired, you know, like, I went through a whole gamut of uh, feelings, you know what I'm saying? People was like, well, you're a survivor, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm a survivor, you know what I mean? But, like, on the inside, like, I was scared, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know about you, and I don't know about your traumas and your issues and what you've been through. What I know about is me. Is that, like, you know what? I didn't want to participate in life anymore because I now view the world as a very hostile environment. I'm talking about some, like, gut-wrenching fear. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, what did I do? What I always did, I used more drugs. I know what I do. I just used to, it. I don't feel no more. You know what I'm saying? But it came a day when that shit did no longer work. It didn't work. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know what? By the grace of God, I don't know how and I don't know when. I found myself, like, in a rehab. You know, and, like, I need to share my story. Like, I'm not a first-time winner. I'm a winner because I ain't used a day. And by the grace of God, it's been eight years, one month, and one day that I haven't used And then, you know what? I got in touch with that shit when I registered. I put my clean time in the book and shit. And that shit's all right. For an act like me. For an act like me, couldn't get a day clean. You know what I'm saying? Anytime I felt a feeling coming on, I had to use. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, you know what? I found myself in the rehab, and I came home, and I was in this, like, you know, not-so-healthy relationship, and I found my way to Narcotics Anonymous. I did take the suggestion. They said, make a meeting as soon as you get home. I did. I raised my hand. I told them I was new. You know, I started crying, and pretty much I've been crying ever since then. And guess what? Y'all told me that's all right. Because I don't know where y'all use that, but where I was using ain't nobody want to hear about my problems. They didn't care about my tears. All they cared about was what I had, how I could get someone, what I was going to give to them. You know, and like, you know what? I had become comfortable with that way of life. I'm talking about like a disease that will make me think that it's okay to live and exist and die a death by active addiction. Damn. I'm moved by the miracle. I no longer believe that today. You know, as a result of coming to Narcotics Anonymous and getting a sponsor, y'all telling me it's okay to share here that I tricked and I was grimy and I, and, and, and I neglected my daughter. Y'all told me it was okay, just don't use no matter what. It'll get better. I was like, how? They said, don't lead till the miracle happen. You know what I'm saying, and by the grace of God, like they said, one day, right, the obsession and compulsion to use drugs will be lifted. And like, you know what, it is a miracle because I can't tell you what day that was. Uh, you know, I I would think my thinking, right? I'm gonna always remember the day when you know I got up and went get high. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember when it happened. I came in here, and I was embraced by the Fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous. I was introduced to the 12 steps and the 12 traditions, you know, the principles contained therein, and and, and had, like, a, a spiritual guide or, like, a sponsor to help me incorporate them things into my life, you know? I learned that it was okay to, like, share honest about, like, what had went on in my life. It was okay to go get some help for that issue that I had, that rape, man. I ran around it's like they told me when, I, when they took me to the emergency room. They said, "Miss you, Miss Great, you need to speak to somebody." I don't need to speak to nobody. I need to get out of here. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the lies of the disease. You know what I'm saying? And like, I ran with that shit for a long time. So like, coming into Narcotics Anonymous and being embraced by by you fellow people that that were just like me, and you telling me to like. To share and purge my spirit. The spirit is not built to be filled with garbage. The spirit is meant to be free. Talking about moved by the miracle. Like, you know what? And like each step that I worked and each meeting that I made and each woman that I shared myself with helped me purge my spirit of that garbage. And like in that, the miracle was like, you know what? I no longer have nightmares about that man no more. Like, the miracle, he ain't got the power no more. I'm talking about years in fear. You know In fear, like real fear. Like, not one, God, why couldn't I just die? Like, what kind of shit is that? I'm a human being. I'm a beautiful woman. No matter what. No matter what. And some days, I need to share that for me. If it don't help you, I'm helping me. Because I don't know about your disease. My disease still check in. Still check in. Tell me I'm still helpless, hopeless, and useless. And I told you a damn lie. That's what they taught me back in the day when I came in. You got to talk to that disease. So, like, the miracle is, like, you know what? My spirit, as a result of working the steps... Is allowed me to, like, be free, to open up, to let you know who I am, to not be embarrassed or ashamed about the things that I go through in my life, to share it freely, openly, and willingly. You know what I mean? Like, learning that, like, you know what, that I have a disease and not a moral deficiency. I don't know, I ain't feel good about chicken and all that shit, like, I don't know, how, I don't know about your horse, I don't know about me, I ain't like that shit. And when I got here, right, I found out, like, I no longer have to do those things. And as long as I don't pick up a drug, and I'm going to share this, I don't know if this is your story, I know if I go out and smoke some crack, I'll go right back to, I'll be on the corner. I'll be right back on the corner, so, like, if for nothing else, I don't want to live that way no more. Like move by the miracle. It's a miracle that I don't don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to use. I don't have to live like that. I don't have to let no man talk to me any old kind of way. I don't have to let nobody put their hands on me. I don't have to be disrespected today. You understand what I'm saying? I'm worthy today. Move by a miracle. is it you old trick crackhead? That's what they used to call me. On Liberty and Central Avenue in Long Branch, New Jersey. Look at her. Today, how you doing, miss? Moved by the miracle. And it ain't nothing that I did. All I did was show up to Narcotics Anonymous, become open and willing to take some direction. You know, those steps. I need to talk about those steps, man. You know what I mean? Having the obsession and the compulsion lifted. Learning and knowing that today that like I don't have the power, you know, thinking that I can control me and the disease. Well, I'm just going to do this on this day. Shit, get my paycheck, man. If I you know, that was before I got, you know, after a while, it wasn't, I ain't got no time to work. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a wrap. You understand what I'm saying? I would go for a little while. You know, I'm talking about the progression of the disease of addiction. You know what I'm saying, had a good job, long time, and I started this shit, <laughs> right, I get a job, right, I'm just going to use on the weekend, oh, right, man. then all of a sudden payday, well, I'm just going to run across town real quick, uh-huh. run little town, <laughs> catch a cab across town real quick and just get my stuff so, you know, when I go home, you know what I'm saying, till like, till like, To, like, being a person that I'm still out on the street my work clothes the next day. Spent all my damn money. Ain't went home, ain't worried about what my daughter got, ain't worried about nothing. Worrying about the next one. And, like, you know what? The miracle is, like, I've been on my job for seven years. I went to college up in here. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit I was talking about at the crack table. I like, get the fuck out of here, Kim. You talking that old crazy shit. I was like, one day, you know, I'll start doing that 2020 and shit. Because it was, you know what? It was some Chablis and shit in the beginning. And I wish my husband was here he didn't know I was going to share. I'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, girl, you used to start with that shabblee with your pinky out. By the end of the night, you had the hat twisted back with the bottle of mad dog up cussing me out. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, (laughs) you understand, the progression of the disease of addiction. And I'm talking about the miracle that, like, I don't even want to put that shit to my lips today. By the grace of God. By the grace of God, just for today. You know what I'm saying? Like coming from a family that like that's all I knew at the barbecues. We little kids, you know, they, they put their drink down. We getting the drinks, we in the bag, we picking up the cigarette butts. You know what I'm saying? That's how I grew up. I ain't know nothing else. You know? Was I scared when I got here? Yeah, I said, well, damn, everybody I know, yous. What am I do? But like look at me today, like I don't even miss them people. You know, when, I, when, I, when we have, like, holidays and stuff today, and my family come to my house, don't nobody show up fucked up. You talking about a miracle? Damn. You know. You know. They respect me. You know what I'm saying? As a result of what they see me doing in my life. They love me. Look, the hit. come on, let's take it one, one step further. They love me that much. Like, you know what, th- th- like, through through doing, like, a fourth step and, like, you know, like, that's my track record. Through looking, like, writing it down as I saw it, taking it to my sponsor and inviting a God in and sort through the chaos and contradiction of my life and finding out what makes me tick. You know what I'm saying? And all I found out is that I allowed anybody to push my buttons. You know what I'm saying? And all that I wanted was love, and I was willing to let you treat me any old kind of way in order to get that love. And the miracle is today, like... I demand respect. It's a must. You understand what I'm saying? And I ain't going to kiss nobody's ass. And I don't have to, you know. It might sound blunt, but that's just the way it's coming out right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to kiss nobody's ass. There's plenty of people that love me just for who I am. I'll be crying and laughing in the same breath. It's okay. I come in here and they be like, oh, she, I don't care what y'all think. She's saying that shit again. Goddamn right. Because you know what it was? You know what the miracle is? The miracle is, is that like, you know what? If I share it, I'm free. I don't have to have that shit like, you know, like disease me up on the inside. You understand what I'm saying? And have me to a point where I feel like it's, it's easier for me to go out and get high than to cope and deal with my feelings or whatever situation I got going on in my life. The miracle is that I could show up for other people today, that I'm not so self-centered that it's totally about me. I got a daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like I treated her real bad in active addiction, you know what I'm saying? She's like 20 years old today. I worked real hard in here, you know what I'm saying, to grow up and, 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 and to be a mother to her. And, like, she went away to college. I was just telling the sister here, she go to college in the town where she's from. And, you know, like, I'ma hook up with her, you know, 'cause I'm gonna go visit. But like last year, like some things transpired with my daughter, you know, and I've been sharing about my daughter since day one. I'ma keep on sharing. But some things transpired, and my daughter got locked up down there. This is a little girl from little suburban Long it's like we ain't from, we ain't from Long Beach, ain't no city. No big, you know. We think we city, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we think we city, we ain't city. Like some little suburb town and shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying, right? And she and she got out there, and, and next thing I know, I got a call from my nephew who also goes to school out there, and they talking about the roundhouse. I was like, what the fuck is a roundhouse? And y'all from Philly know what the roundhouse is? And I was like, oh, my God. And come to find out, you know that she, it was all, I'm not, I'm going to keep, let her have some anonymity, but there was like a whole bunch of stuff. And what I'm trying to share is the miracle, being moved by the miracle is that, like, because I was so self-centered in my active addiction that I was like, if you, if it ain't all about me, Right? Then I don't want nothing to do with you. If you don't do it my way, hit the highway. You know what I'm saying? But like, alright, how about, you know, like, how, how, like, talking about control issues. Alright, you're going to do this, you're going to be on the honor roll, and you going to, you know what I'm saying? And you ain't going to end up like your mother. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, this is what we're going to do. And how about, you know, like, she got, she did all those things, but when she got out there, all hell broke loose. And, like, how about, like, I turned around, right, getting honest, right, and I started crying, and I was like, God, and I'm talking about some prayer here, right, and I said, God, why me, you know, because her father's not prevalent in her life, it never has been, he's an addict, he's still out there suffering, and, and like, my husband, you know, her stepfather, he's there, but, you know, he got three kids of his own, you know what I mean, and, like, you know, I turned around, and I was like, I don't want to deal, you know what I'm saying, But how about, like, in that prayer to the God of my understanding, like, he answered back through, you know, my meditation and told me, why not you? How about all them people in Narcotics Anonymous that helped your sorry ass, that loved you through your shit and your relapses, huh? And believed in me when nobody else would believe in me. Y'all believed in me when nobody else wanted anything else to do with me. So how dare I turn my back on her because she got her own disease. How about that? How about I was in denial about that shit? You ain't like me. You and me. Mm-mm. No. My fears. My insecurities. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about how the disease still will come to me today in any way, shape. Come back door. Yeah. All right. I'm worked work the 12 steps. Got my home group. Be networking. I'm traveling. You know, how about I come back door through my daughter? Blindside my ass. Pow! you know what I'm saying so like you know what strap up Kimberly get in that nice car that you got go to that bank you got today right get some money and go get your daughter how about the disease I don't want you know you know what like and as a result I've grown and it's a miracle I'm saying going from such a self centered individual right all about me right? All about me to like, you know what, being capable of feeling and being empathetic to others. You know what I mean? To see like, you know what, being educated through the 12 steps that like, you know what, we some sick people in here. And, and, and my act of addiction just didn't affect me. It affected my daughter immensely. Immensely. I can't even explain to you how bad any mother, any parent in here, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I can't put that shit into words. So, guess what? Now that I'm to a point in my recovery where I'm all I'm pretty stable, I ain't well. Never. <laughs> never claim that. Uh, but, like, where I'm stable enough, how about now I need to, you know, and I'm talking about some nine-step stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about mending the wreckage of my past, you know what I mean, about some change, not just in my life, you know what I mean, some change for my daughter and, like, loving her, you know what I mean, in spite of. How I feel or what the disease of addiction say to me. You know, like how about being you know, I'm married, like I said, I'm married. Me and my husband used together, man. We was tearing shit up, you know, two thirty in the morning, the bar closed, ain't no more shit. We was rocking. You know what I'm saying? How about like, you know, what's by the grace of God, we both found our way to recovery and like in in July we'll be celebrating what, four years married? How about when we was gonna have recovery wedding too? Big old weird, white guy. I said, this is my world. You know what I'm saying? God said, you do, you do you. I don't live two lives in one lifetime. And the bad part's over. You know what I'm saying? And I am God's child. You know, and your people taught me that here in Narcotics My step work taught me that. That if I wanted to put on a gown, I'd gain all this weight. i put that gown on. i marched down the aisle. And I was just so happy I had. Precious. Seven of y'all, seven recovering addicts, my daughter, the stepkids was, you know, the old getaway, and the stepkids, the, the ring bear and the flower girl, and we did the damn thing. And we still married, and as a result of, like, this program, I'm telling you, like, it, it has helped us enough to be able to, like, to still love one another. Like, the love was always there. It was, like, the defects of character, you know what I'm saying? Like, doing the sixth step and finding about who you are without the drugs. Who I was like, who, me? I'm alright, I ain't getting high. That's how how cunning, baffling, insidious the disease of addiction is. You just just need to stop getting high. I was like a maniac. Running around trying to control shit, you need to call your sponsor. When you gonna start writing on the step? (laughs) <laughs> you need a fourth step in your life. You know, I'm I'm just getting honest. I'm just getting honest. But how about through my by me keeping the focus on myself, being moved by the miracle? Keep the focus on yourself. That you know that's some good shit. You know, I was able to work on me. You know what I mean? So I'm able to deal with, with different personalities and different things that are going on, you know, and, and as a result of that, you know, like we have a pretty happy marriage, you know, we bought a house, two crackheads, man, I, I'm telling you, a house, we paying our bills on time, you know, and we and we celebrate every year, you know, um, we go on a cruise, we've been hitting every, I want to hit every island. <laughs> shit I was dreaming about, I don't know about y'all, like, one day, I'm telling you I was at that crack table, boys, some shit used to go through my head, one day I'm going to do this, one day I'm going to do that, and like, through the through the blessing of finding my way to the program of Narcotics Anonymous, I'm able to realize those dreams, it says lost dreams are reawakened, and new ones appear, and like, you know what, the illusion is shattered, You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to be a victim to the disease of addiction. You know what they say about a victim and a volunteer. You a victim one time. And the other time after that, you a volunteer. That's why I tell you, I demand respect. You could get it once or twice. You know what I'm saying? Like like Sharice was sharing. She said, you know what? It's like it just gets to a point. That's it. (laughs) It's over. You know what I mean? And not that I be blacking out. It's just like today, I humbly step away. Okay. You where you at,
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm where I'm at, and I'm okay with that, you know what I mean? Like, that move by the miracle, like, I ain't no longer running around trying to make y'all be my friends and, and doing things to, you know, to get your affection or your love, you know, and then, or when my expectations aren't met, I, I'm, taking my, I'm i taking my, I ain't doing no coxynomics no more. That was my whole first year. I come in here, all right, well, this is going okay, then some, some shit happened. I got to go out and use and shit. And like, thank God I had a sponsor at that time and some women. They wasn't wasn't no pity pat. They came up in my room. I said, what the fuck? They said, get out of bed. I was coming off of a binge. You know what I'm saying? They said, get up. Get in the car. Take me to me. And I'm like, fuck You know what I'm saying? And thank God for that. The miracle that somebody believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself. They saw something in me. That I could not even see in myself. And you know what? I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world. Would I think about it for a few billion dollars? Yeah. Would I do it when I think about where I come from? Hell no. I'm free. We're talking about freedom. Freedom. Freedom from active addiction and all its accompanying insanity. One day at a time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm free in here. You know what I mean? This shit's still coming here, but in here, I'm okay. I don't ever remember a time in my life where I've been okay here. It's always been one thing or another. Going to put me in a Catholic school, you know, with all the white people, and they was you nigger, you know, then I go to the playground where I live, and they be like, you think you white? You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, like...
1: You know, who the fuck do I belong? Who the fuck? I just want to play.
2: And we go to the store and get some candy and shit. ice cream truck coming.
0: Talking about some turmoil. I'm talking about on the inside. I'm talking about the miracle. Like, I don't even got to know who I am today. I know. I know I'm an addict. But I'm saying, like, I don't have to portrayed to be what you think i should be or what you want me to be and like i'm gonna share this and i'm gonna shut up really good in sports in school right and i'm talking about low self esteem here i'm talking about a miracle what happens in here right didn't even realize right and i remember my dad and i know he still swoled at me today right real good in basketball right So, you know, I'm going to high school, I'm balling, you know what I'm saying, and and like you know what the the plan was, you know what I'm saying, to go to college. But how about like my self esteem was so low, like you know what? I wanted to be in the in the locker room drinking a forty and smoking a bong and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what it is to I'm trying to share with you, like this is where I was and like as a result of doing the steps, I know today that like it all stemmed from low self esteem and low self worth, right? Like I chose to do those things, right, and I chose to associate myself with with negativity because that's what the disease of addiction wants me to do. It wants to attract me to negativity because it wants to keep me locked and loaded. It don't want me to be free, right? So, like, I didn't go to college, and I didn't finish playing ball, and how about, like, we, we went to, they had that women's NCAA tournament at my daughter's school, you know what I'm saying, so we bought some tickets, right, and I was like, yeah, that's cool, we gonna go down, you know, try and experience some new things in life, we gonna go NCAA, you know what I'm saying, and, like, we went and everything, and how about, like, this feeling came over me when I saw these women, Playing basketball, and the disease of addiction kicked right in and said, See, you fucked up. Damn. I said, Damn, I turned to my husband. I said, Damn, I could have did that. i ready to play. <laughs> Damn. I said, Have my, my sweats on with my little zippers on. I said, Shit. <laughs> I turned to my husband, I said, damn, I said, and what I got in touch with was like how the characteristics of the disease of addiction, that low self-esteem and low self-worth, how it keeps you like a HM, and it keeps you locked, you know what I'm saying, and for a minute I sat in that shit. But like the blessing is and the miracle and being moved by it's like it's okay because I don't never have to feel that way again in my life. I don't, it didn't stop me from going to college. I was in there crying with them young kids. I'll come back to the meeting. I said damn, I can't remember shit. I'm burnt up on my brain cells. What? They told me keep comments. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay. Like, you know what? Because, like, you know what? I still got an aunt. She live out in Cleveland. Every time she come in the summer, well, you know, Kimmy, you should have, you know what? And I'd be like, look, I am free today. Like, you know what? I know I had to go through everything that I had to go through to get the freedom that I have today. I am moved by that miracle. I am moved by that miracle. So, like, you know what? The disease got me for a minute, and then I turned it around. So, shit, I go out there and play them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give me a couple sit-ups and shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I can laugh today. It's all right. That's, right. That's the hit. That's, right. That's the miracle. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? I'm no longer trapped by that, like, that, that nagging disease, you know, just every once in a while. So, like, you know what? I was able to enjoy that tournament when we went back Tuesday. Now, I've been rolling all week. I'm tired as hell. Um, we went back, and, and we saw them play, and I got to enjoy it. And, like, you know what? Like, I will never let anything, I will never let the disease of addiction one day at a time rob me again from what I, from my dreams and my aspirations. And by the grace of God and his mercy, I will not use, and I will be able to realize my potential. You know what I'm saying? I will keep coming to Narcotics Anonymous. I will keep serving. Shout out to my home group, the Good Orderly Direction Group, G.O.D. in Long Branch, New Jersey. You know, it was the first first home group I got, my first coffee commitment. It's still my home group today. I got big love for that. You know what I'm saying? The people know me. I ain't there. They come looking for me. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm grateful. Thanks for letting me share. you know speaker right you're not a speaker right uh-huh. okay <laughs> S-
1: the next speaker is who New- Salisha S-
2: S- hi I'm an addict and my name is Selicia. Salisha and I'm the day through the grace of God and the Fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous. I want to thank this convention committee for asking me to come out and, and get in service and help to help further carry the message. Thanks for sharing, Kim. You know, um, I want to thank the people that came from out of town. You know, um, Philadelphia on the ride. You know, um, it's it's nothing like being respected at home. Because I believe one of the miracles that takes place in Narcotics Anonymous is we have the ability, when we know you, to know if you live what you're saying that you live. Mm -hmm. You know, um, And I was thinking about that earlier, that it is like a privilege and an honor to be one of the women in Narcotics Anonymous in the Philadelphia area that is Mm well-respected. And I often share this every time I share that speaking does not equal recovery. Speaking equals speaking. Recovery is an active change of ideas and Mm -hmm. attitudes. That's totally different than just being at a podium. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Please don't get that confused. It might appear confusing. You know, um... You know, I was thinking about the topic, Moved by a Miracle. You know, Philadelphia's convention, we just had our convention um, last week, and I had the privilege and honor of sharing on Miracle, and I was just lost for words, and I was blank, and it was not coming together. And, you know, when things don't come together, I often sit back and ponder over what is taking place, and at the end it all came together. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes things got to be here to get here. You know, when I think about a miracle, I think about this addict, you know, um, on this day, you know, April the 1st, and in 18 days, I will be celebrating 18 years clean. As a result, as a result of the miracles that have taken place in my life. And I'm telling you, I want to share with you just some of the miracles, because I don't have enough time to share all of them. But one of the most rewarding miracles was I sat in a Narcotics Anonymous meeting for an hour. At that time, we didn't even have an hour and a half meetings. I sat in a Narcotics Anonymous meeting for an hour, and they introduced me to a proven program that was proven itself in countless others' lives, if I just didn't use, if I just trust in the literature, if I believed in the way that I could get through anything clean. That I could get through anything and get to the other side. It was important that I knew that I could get to the other side and not use drugs. I'm not talking about using drugs. I'm talking about the ability to stop and stay stopped. And that was not anything that I could do on my own device. It had to be a collective, joint effort. In Narcotics Anonymous, we fan the desire. Because we don't know when it's going to waver. Thank God nobody blew mine out. Thank God nobody sat there and said, that's it. Yep. You're not doing well, sweetie. So we think that it's time for us to let it go that there was an attic that there was an attic in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous that encouraged me I don't allow people to put me down that can't help Bill B up if you have six defects of mine please give me some assets come on now I mean you got to work with me you ain't gonna sit there and say work on this and that and this and that and give me a hug it ain't happening it ain't happening because I've learned in this program that you don't tear anybody down that you can't help build up. So if I don't have those six things to tell you that are positive and encouraging, then I might need to give you five until I can come up with another one that on the flip side. Those are some of the miracles that have took place in my life. There was a miracle in coming into Narcotics an Anonymous. I came in this program relatively young. I am not young anymore. Time has passed me by. I was blessed enough to celebrate my 21st birthday in this program. And I want to share about how insidious this disease of addiction is. On my 21st birthday, I went to a marathon out West Philly, and I just got a new car. And, you know, we get the new car, we got to get the stereo system, and you got to get the speakers. You got to get the stuff. The stuff. The stuff that don't equate to a whole lot more than stuff. You can have everything and have nothing and you can have nothing and have everything and I had the car and I rolled down to this marathon and I just got my hair done and I had the lipstick on and the music playing and I had my favorite hit The Whispers and I was cruising it was nice out it was one of those days where you just singing, chocolate girl you know (laughs) and I got to this marathon and I raised my hand and I said I'm tired of coming here just tired and nobody said, well, as tired as you are, don't come no more. They said, listen, I don't know what's going on with you, sweetie, but we want you to hold on. We don't want your, your disease of addiction to make you think you no longer need to be here. I said, listen, I said, to I meeting, I said, listen, you guys cannot tell me that I cannot drink when the law says that I can. The law says I can drink, man. I don't know what you're saying. I worked hard to get this legal age to be able to drink. And they said if you suffer from this disease, Celicia, and if you're an addict like us and I was looking like, like what? Like, uh, like duh, like waking up with no clothes on or kind of symptoms of addiction. I mean, people don't just black out because their mind is working in conjunction with You know, but I was thinking that, you know, that they were just jealous because they were old. (laughs) That was what my thoughts said. They're old and they're trying to mess up my life. Now, I want to share with you how my life had come together. But for that day, that one moment, the disease of addiction was so insidious and so powerful and so cunning and so patient that just that day I could have threw in the towel. But because some people in this journey believed in me and wanted to help me in my recovery, they helped me tie a knot, and I was able to hold on and have many more birthdays clean on this journey. That was a miracle. When I thought about using drugs, I used drugs. It was not like, you know, well, you were thinking about getting high and maybe you should think about your electric bill. No. When I thought about using drugs, I got high. And the people that I hung with got high. And if you did not get high, we did not, please don't get it twisted, did not hang together. Because I suffered from a disease that was demanding. I had a demanding disease. It said, it's time. And when it said it was time, it felt like I was going to Iraq. Uh Even, even if I had an idea that maybe at the end of the road, I want to talk about the end. Because I think it's the lows that got me here. I don't think it was the highs. I used to tell people, you know, I got high with some doctors and... You know several psychiatrists, <laughs> and um a lawyer occasionally one time
1: one time that experience
2: happened, all the other times that didn't happen,
1: but I made it like it happened abundance,
2: like every time I walked into those homes, it was lawyers and doctors and all these people That's the insidiousness of this disease. one day it happened, and not even a full day. Because when I start tripping, they start rolling. They did not have time for me keep looking out the window, playing games, moving around. Them people was like, time to go. But I want to talk about the lows. And I want to talk about waking up in the fetus position. And I want to talk about the last day that I got high. And I remember laying there in the fetus position feeling as if that I would much rather die. And I'm not talking about that death because, see, I was a real game player. I played the game very well. I would do a little slash on my wrist. I mean, like that. Ah, Just that. Like that. And I would drop and try to make somebody think I was suicidal. And my mother would say, get up and get that bull crap off of my rug. And you better get up out of here. And I remember at the end, and I would wake up in those places that I often hated. See I wasn't one of those people that like like tricking. I didn't like tricking. Come on. I didn't even like the aqua trick. It didn't matter if it was five, ten, forty, I did not like the feelings that came with selling one soul. That's how it felt. It felt like laying there. And it seemed like the cheap tricks would always want to last a real long time. Like, duh, can you please stop? You have not paid for 24 hours. And I would often lay there in the fetus position. And I would be crying because I felt so ashamed and so embarrassed. There is nothing like sleeping with anyone that you don't want to. And I'm telling you that it was not something that was conditioned. I wasn't conditioned to do that. I suffered from a disease that was so demanding that it said that you will do it or you won't get high. Those were my choices. Either you do it or you're not getting high. And I would look at the choice. And because getting high was so much more important. God, it was a primary purpose in my life. It was like the most important thing in my life. And I did not grow up wanting to be an addict. I grew up and I wanted to be a dentist. Matter of fact, I wanted to go to temple. I want to talk about some of the miracles that have taken place as a result of those things happening to me. I would always look up, and I would be pregnant. And I would be pregnant, and the guy would never be around. And I would never understand that. I would always be kind of like baffled. And I'll share with you, one day I remember that I went to get an abortion, and I remember laying there feeling like, is this really how you want your life to be? I mean, it's like those quiet moments where no one's around. Like, I believe, like, God talks really loud to me, you know, like, Celicia, is this really what you want for yourself? And as afraid as I was to say no, because I've always believed in a power greater than me. I've always believed in a power greater than me. But I never allowed the power to work through me. I was so stuck That I couldn't see the miracles that God would just avoid me from some of the pitfalls. There was a raper in the Philadelphia area, and I remember I was getting high for maybe three days. And the hardest days for me to get high was Sunday. Everybody want to go to that place of worship on Sunday. Nobody wants to help an addict out. And I remember... I was waiting for the two bus, and I was down by Chestnut Street, and I seen the raper that had been shown on the news, and I just started screaming in the middle of the street. I know today, as I am standing here, that it was God's grace and his mercy that I was spared from those type of things. There were some things that I knew could not be explained, a miracle is talking about something unexpected turning into reality. Like there's a reality that takes place in this addict's life that I am not using drugs, nor do I want to act as if I'm using drugs. I want to be an example of this program. These are miracles. I didn't always feel like this. I felt like not using drugs was enough, but I've stayed in this journey To see the importance of change and to know the miracle that takes place with not being the same person. I am not the same person that I was when I got here. Nor should my behavior dictate the same actions. Now the problem might have not changed, but you better believe the solution has. When I surrender to win, and I surrender to win often, Because you know what? I've learned that this is the only battle that you got to lose to win the war. So I ain't got to always be debating. i got a power greater than me that's so big and so awesome that any hurt that I have, that the God that I serve can heal any hurt that I have, whether it's discomfort, shame, embarrassment, remorse, whatever it is. If I just rely on the power of prayer, I can get through anything and not have to struggle with trying to change what I even can. So, I want to tell you about being a miracle and being in a marriage. See, there's a difference between a wedding and a marriage. I had the wedding and some people here were at my wedding. And it was real cute. But I'll tell you something to learn how to love someone else That's right. is beyond my wildest mm-hmm. dream. And I'm not talking about liking everything they do, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about loving them enough mm-hmm. in their flaws, mm-hmm. in their flaws to still be able to see a miracle. Mm-hmm. I've been with my husband for going on fourteen years. It's a long time especially in narcotics Anonymous, God, it's like eternity in here. You know, we be dropping like flies, like that one year. You know, we ain't the best starters in the race when it comes to marriage. But I am one of those addicts that say that I will give it all that I have. I don't want to shortchange myself, nor do I want to shortchange my husband. I would much rather give it all that I have, and then if it don't work, Thank God mine is working. Please don't misunderstand me. It's working because it consists of work. There's a miracle that takes place when two people are together and they learn how to respect each other's differences. Learn how to respect each other's differences. That came with some maturity. Not trying to be right and just look at what's right. That's a miracle. I've always run and played games in relationships because I never had the ability to be honest with thyself. There's nothing like coming to a convention outside of your area and acting as if. Yeah, I love talking about this part. Acting as if my husband was in the room. Yeah. Those are some of the things that are rewarding to me as a result of this program. Not conducting myself as if I am single because I am not. But acting as if that you were right there in that seat. Those are some of the things that has taken place on this journey. The last miracle I'm going to talk about is I shared at Philadelphia's convention about my mother being sick and getting ready to move to California. I got a phone call the other day. My mother called me 2.30 in the morning and said she felt like she had a stroke. And I got... Got myself together, you know, as good as I can, because, you know, like, there's a time I believe in this journey that when it's all said and done, it's you and your higher power. But you have to allow people to work through, you have to allow your higher power to work through people, too. And I'm telling you, I got in my car, I kept calling the hospital, and because of all the new HIPAA rules, you can't really get no information no more. Before they tell you if they walk it, if they ate, if they went to the bathroom, now they ain't saying nothing. They, they, they might as well say, come down here. <laughs> I'd rather them say that instead of just keep playing on the phone, playing on the phone.
1: <laughs>
2: My mother lives out in Aston up by Chester, and I got on the highway, and in the midst of getting on the highway, man, I knew that I needed to say God's will, not mine, be done. I knew it. I knew that I needed to get some acceptance like right now. Like you need to accept whatever you're getting ready to walk into, baby Dow. Cause you do not understand when you have acceptance, you do not have to struggle. See acceptance take away from all that internal discomfort. When you accept this is what it is, and I'm telling you, I started from one end of the boulevard where I live at in the Northeast, and I started riding. And it took me a good 13 minutes to be able to say, God's will, not mine, be done. And just keep saying it, God's will, not mine, be done. God's will, not mine, be done. Salisha, this is just what you got to do. And I'm telling you, when I got to that hospital and I seen my mother, and she was sitting there, her eye was swollen, and I said, Mom, what are what, what they saying, sweetie? Oh, I got to get up out of here. I have been here too long. Ain't nobody just sitting around. I said, no, no. Ain't no need to go nowhere until we get information. See, that's what Narcotics Anonymous has, information. There's a wealth of information here. If God wanted me to talk more than he wanted me to listen, he would have given me two miles in one ear. So listening is an art. So I wind up talking to the doctors, and what happened to my mother was she didn't have a stroke, Her eye had bacteria that ran, the bacteria ran through her arm and made her feel like she was paralyzed and wound up having migraines. For God be the glory. That's a small thing. Yeah. I'm blessed by the best. That's a small thing for some eye medicine opposed to a stroke. And after I found the results, all I could say was thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for taking 14 minutes to trust you, but thank you. Because, see, you ain't never late. You always on time. It's on your time that makes it on time. My time is off-center. My vision is 2020. The higher power that I serve don't need glasses nor contacts. He can see way beyond my vision. I just need to trust and believe. That what he has for me is way better, way better, way better than I could ever fathom. One of the miracles that take place is I'm in school to be a nurse. It's hard. Woo! But I'm going to tell you something about this addict. I'm going to ride this thing out till the wheels fall off. I'm going to ride this thing. And I'm telling you, this chemistry is doing a job. I want to know, do I have ADHD when I'm sitting in classes? I'm asking them, look, excuse me, teach, is there something psychologically maybe going on? Is there a reason why I couldn't get that formula? Could you please help me with why is the answer wrong? But I'm going to share with you, through perseverance, through not giving up on you, through hanging in there through the hard times, I refuse to not be what I want to be. I don't care how long it takes. I'd probably be in a wheelchair as an old woman administering medication, but you know what? As long as it takes, if I am willing, if I am willing, I can do it. I've learned more this semester than I did last semester. But see, the, 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 the light bulb go off at different times. After the test, not doing the on test, when I'm smoking a cigarette in the car coming from school, then I'm thinking, oh, that was dancing. Too late, baby. Too late, sweetie. But this program says don't leave five minutes before the miracle happens. I haven't missed near a day of school. I show up, I get to school an hour early. I sit in the front just like you showed me here. I pay attention. I ask those questions that you think are dumb questions in my class. Dang, Alicia again. Selesha again, could you show me, please?
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
2: Because I don't want to act as if anymore. Mm-hmm. If I don't have the answers, no need to play like I do. I want to share about one of the things that happened to me in class. One of the principals came up to my school and they said to us, you know, there's a guy and they think that he's a, a, a terrorist. He's making all these threats, and he's, he's really insane, and we're going to put him out. We're going to expel him. He came to my class Thursday and said that. And all the people in my class, because of all the things that have been taking place in this country, was, put him out. He's a very sick buddy. he got to go. So the principal said, well, we're all in favor. This is his last day. And I kept shaking my head. I ain't in favor with that. I said he might have some problems everybody needs a chance. This man has six weeks to complete this class. If his behavior is that bizarre, you guys should have addressed it in the beginning. I'm not in favor of getting this man put out of class. He might just have some concerns that need to be addressed. Maybe you need to share with him the importance of how you conduct yourself in college. Maybe he just needs to know that. So I am not in favor. So one of the ladies in my class said, "Well, what are are you saying? What I am (laughs)
1: saying? What are you
2: gonna put me out?" (laughs) (laughs) I said to the lady in my class, "What I am saying is that no one have told him where he made made a mistake. Everybody's entitled to a mistake. Everybody is entitled to a mistake." I strive for progress. I know I won't be perfect. So what happened? The, the, the guy wasn't even in class, and I said to him, I said, and one of the other things that I think is unfair is that the gentleman is not even here to defend himself. So when they pulled him outside of the class to speak with him, and he didn't know what was going on, it's like one of those games that everybody got the rules but you. And I'm sitting there saying, boy, you don't know what they're doing up in here. So the principal took him outside and talked to him, and the first person he looked at and rolled his eyes was me. But the humility that this awesome program talks about is as essential as food and water. I'd much rather be humble than arrogant. I never even shared with him. Out of a class of 33, I was the only voice that said, don't let you go out because I need the humility. It's okay that he think it's me. Little do he know, it's the other 32 students that said you're dismissed. Those are some of the lessons that Narcotics Anonymous has given me. The ability to not even go up to this young man and say, They was voting, yeah, boy, your time was up. But the humility that my higher power needed for me was for him to believe it's me. It's okay. Believe it's me. But for me to know that I am the only voice. And the young lady said to me the next day, she said, you are the voice of reasoning. And I said, I hope that there's always a voice of reasoning. So welcome to Narcotics Anonymous, and we are glad you have made it here and hope you decide to stay. You will hear God mentioning at an NA meeting what we're referring to as a power greater than ourselves, what makes possible what seems impossible. We invite you to use our hope. And our strength until you have found some of your own. There too may come a time where you want to share with someone else. Please keep coming back. This awesome program definitely does work. Thanks for having me, God.
0: Can we close the meeting with a serenity prayer, please? God. God.